Chapter 10 When Ben woke, he heard noises coming from the kitchen. He looked over at the clock and realized he'd slept in. The first time in years he'd done that. He thought back to the events of the evening, before and in the cold light of day, the reality of it slapped his face hard. Christ, she was young enough to be his daughter. Guilt came crashing down, and he rubbed his face in his hands, wondering how the hell he was going to fix this. Her submissiveness combined with the abuse her asshole husband put her through made her particularly vulnerable, and he'd just gone and made things worse for her. He was such an ass. A weight landed on the bed, and he pulled his hands back to see Tina in his oversized t-shirt, smiling up at him. Her smile disappeared when she saw the look in his eye. She began to back out of the bed, and he quickly reached down and gripped her upper arms and pulled her up onto his chest. He hugged her and kissed the top of her head. He felt her relax against him. Ben wanted to apologize for his actions the previous night, but he knew she'd just take it as a rejection. He had to get her started on this life plan. Move forward. Begin her new life. He pushed her up onto her elbows on his chest so he could look at her face. She smiled tentatively as she tried to read his expression. Last night was a special treat. I wasn't expecting us to do that. It was beautiful, but it was a special treat. Understand, he said firmly, praying she wouldn't see it as a rejection. She nodded. Ben continued, I don't like keeping secrets. They feel like lies to me. So I'm not going to ask you to keep what we did a secret. I will ask you to be discreet, as there are people who will not be happy to know we shared a bed and did wonderful things in it. Her face blushed, and she smiled a 1,000-watt smile as she squirmed in his grip, but he wouldn't let her slip away. I'm going to be brutally honest with you, and I expect you to be the same with me. It's the only way I can live. Can you do that? She nodded, looking in his eyes with maybe a little apprehension. We're not boyfriend and girlfriend. We're not going to get married. You have too much life ahead of you to be saddled with someone so far into his own. You will find someone far more worthy of you, and you two will make a long and wonderful life for yourselves, Ben said. She closed her eyes and started to shake her head. He took a firm grip on her chin, and her eyes popped open. Did you not tell me your life was mine to direct? Did you lie to me last night? Are you questioning my decisions? He asked coldly, though inside he was cringing. Her eyes snapped to his as she recalled his commands the evening before. She shook her head quickly and looked at him desperately. Frightened, she'd lost him. Ben quickly rolled over, and suddenly she was pinned to the bed under his heavy body. Her eyes were went wide with surprise and just a little fear as she felt his heat between her legs. He was on his elbows, so he wasn't totally crushing her. He took her pretty face between his hands and kissed her tenderly. She moaned into his mouth. He smiled and pulled away and walked over to the drawer to get his workout shorts. He tugged off his pajamas and pulled on the tight spandex. I'm going to go downstairs to work out. Then I'm going to take my shower. You can join me to wash my back if you'd like, he said, and she smiled. He was feeling really well rested this morning, so his exercise routine zipped by and he felt his muscles responding, as they used to when he was a younger man, 
When he got back upstairs, she was waiting for him by the master bath, naked. He admired the view, then tugged off his shorts and dropped them in the laundry bin. He stepped into the shower and got the water nice and hot. The jets felt good, and the experience was just that much better, with Tina's hands massaging his muscles and washing his sweat away. When she pressed herself against his back and reached around to wash his penis, he thought about stopping her, but he just relaxed and allowed her to continue. Emboldened, she stroked him with both hands, gradually increasing her speed until his orgasm shook his body and gently flashed through his mind. He had his hands braced on the wall before him, and she was pressed up against his back, kissing his twitching muscles. Once he'd recovered, he turned and picked her up in his arms, his left around her back and his right supporting her ass. Her legs went around his hips. He kissed her sweet lips and sucked on her pink tongue as it slipped into his mouth. Her breath came out in a rush when his right hand slid over the sensitive flesh of her pussy lips. Her hips began to grind as he rubbed her with a circular movement of his fingers, sliding over the hood of her clit with every revolution. Tina whimpered as her body responded in surges. When he slid his finger inside, she hissed and clung to him. Her pussy clamped down on his finger, and he felt the inner walls tremble as he pumped his finger, and he pumped his finger in and out. He went back to the circular motions, and her cries were sharper, and her body jolted harder. Her pussy was gushing now, so he slid two fingers into her, and her head went back in a silent scream. He held her tight as she shook and trembled against him. Once she was calm again, he stood under the jets and rinsed them both clean. He shut off the water and set Tina back on her feet. When he was sure she could stand on her own, they left the shower and Tina stood waiting for him to dry her with a smile on her lips. He grinned and rolled his eyes before taking the fluffy towel to her body. Ben caught her standing on the towel when he went to dry her legs, so he managed to avoid a repeat of the previous night's event, though she pouted tutely. Once she left to go put on some clothes, he dried himself off and got dressed. He walked into the kitchen, and Tina was already making him breakfast. He picked up the stack of bills and started making calls. He discovered the utility payment services centers were closed until Monday he pushed the stack to the side and tried calling the bank but again struck out. He went into his office and brought his tablet out to the kitchen. He pulled up the website of the local university and pulled up the courses they offered. Tina brought him his breakfast, and he looked at her expectantly. I ate earlier, as did Christopher, she explained. He tucked in and enjoyed his meal. It always tastes better when someone else makes it, he thought. Ben smiled as he watched her buzz around the kitchen cleaning up. Soon you couldn't tell she'd used it at all. She was so meticulous and organized. Tina, please sit here and take a look at the courses offered by the university. Let me know what you might be interested in, Ben said. She took a seat next to him and ran through the list. She selected one and clicked its link. This one, she said firmly. Bachelor of Science in Accounting. You think you'd like this? he asked. That was what I was going to take before my parents married me to James, she said sadly. Time to take your life back, all right, he smiled and received a huge smile in return.
May I kiss your cheek? she asked quietly. Ben recalled his instructions from the night before. Yes, you may. Tina leapt from her chair and kissed his offered cheek. She collected his dishes and got them into the dishwasher. I'm not going to be able to get your home services back online today because the payment departments are all closed. We'd better go over and drain the water in the pipes in case the house drops below zero. We don't want the pipes bursting. We also need that prenup document. The lawyer is going to need it. Tina went to bundle up Christopher and once they were ready, they went over to her house and she pointed out where the shut-off valve wears. Then he opened a tap in the basement laundry room and they opened the taps on each level to drain the pipes. That done, Ben held Christopher while she went back to the look for the prenup. The document isn't in the filing cabinet. I think his lawyer has it, she said quietly. Then I'll need the name and number of the lawyer so mine can get in touch with him. He sent her off to fill a suitcase with clothes for herself and Christopher. Don't forget something to wear when you sleep, he called out. James never let me wear clothes to bed, so I don't have anything. Ben ground his teeth once more thinking of James and took a deep breath. Yeah, sure, he replied. When she got back, he asked her if there were any personal items she wanted to get in case the bank sent someone to seal the house before they could resolve the ownership issue. She raced back upstairs and returned thumping down the stairs with another suitcase. They stepped out the front door and almost bumped into Trish. Good morning, Ben, Tina, she said. Good morning, Trish. What brings you around? Ben asked. I saw you and Tina going into the house and I wanted to speak to you about your offer last night. Were you serious? she asked. Can we talk about this inside? It's pretty cold out here for Christopher and Tina's house. Still has no power, Ben said. No power? Oh my God, how about we go back to my place then, she gasped. They followed the woman back to her house and went into her living room. Ben and Tina stepped over the toys, books and clothes strewn about. Sorry about the mess. Mason is an energetic whirlwind of destruction. He's over with Ryan at Hannah's now. Kids, she chuckled. Ben noticed the desperate look in Tina's eye as her need for order was cataloguing all of the items and where they should go. He might have to intervene. So, about that offer? Trish asked nervously. I'm interested. If you get an assessment done, I'll take. Ben started and Trish handed him a docket. He raised his eyebrows and looked down at the folder. I told you I was on the verge of losing the house, so I had my cousin Shelley, who's a realtor, write me up an assessment with comparable properties. Ben opened the docket and read through the papers. He noted that some of the comparable houses probably shouldn't have been included. Can I take a look at the house to see how close it is to these comparable properties? Sure, she smiled. Tina, please wait here he said firmly, and the young woman nodded absently. Trish looked at him, oddly, then led him into the next room. They saw the main floor, and Ben made a few notes in his cell's notes app. Trish started to get a little nervous at his keen perception of the house's features and shortfalls. They went through the basement, and he noted the furnace, the water heater, and opened up the electrical panel. 
More notes. He checked for water damage from foundation leaks. None. Then announced he'd like to see the second floor. Trish led him upstairs, and he made quick assessments of the sizes of each of the rooms and checked the water pressure in the shower. The final room Trish took him into was the master bedroom. I haven't had a man in here since John. She giggled nervously. His mind was deep into calculations and estimates for renovations, so he completely missed her comment. But her nervous tone brought him back to the moment. He looked at her, and her smile trembled a little. He thought about the times he'd seen John and Trish heading out with a trailer full of toys like dirt bikes and jet skis. They always seemed to having so much fun. The stupid ass had thrown it all away for a quick thrill and left her all alone. It's a damn shame, he said quietly to himself, looking her in the eye. Looking down, he finally noticed that sometime during the tour, the top three buttons on her tight sweater had somehow opened, showing a rather large amount of her impressively augmented breasts. That was a lot of cleavage on display. So, you've had the tour. Is there anything else I could show you? She breathed, looking up into his eyes, hopefully. One more step, and her breasts were pressing against his chest. He blinked, and felt her hand slide gently up the fly of his pants. He froze in surprise. John and I had a really active sex life, but there hasn't been anyone since the accident. That's a long time to go without. I need it. Ben felt his zipper drop, and a hand slide into his pants. He took a step back, and she followed until his heels hit the bench at the end of the bed. He tumbled back, and she followed him down, all the while sliding her hand along his shaft. It felt so good, he hardened quickly, and she squealed with delight. She tugged it out the fly of his pants as she slid down his body and held it against her face. Oh God, what an amazing cock, she gushed as she pressed it against her cheek. Trish, Ben yelped, but she reached up to place a finger against his lips. Then his cock was sliding into her mouth. She managed to get a third of it in with the first attempt. The sensation was too much for Ben, and he flopped back on the bed. She swooped down again, and managed to get a little more than half in. Oh God, that feels so great in my mouth, she groaned. Trish, stop, he said desperately. No, she yelled in dismay, sliding her mouth over his cock, and swallowed it down right to the base. Ben felt when it encountered the back of her throat and began to bend. When it pushed past that point, the sensation of her throat squeezing his shaft took his breath away, and he couldn't talk. Trish couldn't breathe as his cock became harder and swelled to jam in her throat. He looked down and saw her eyes were fluttering. He grabbed her head and pulled her off. When she was free, she gasped in a huge breath and began to cough. Her eyes watered, but she reached out and grabbed his rigid member as he tried to stuff it back in his pants. No, please. God, please don't put it away. I need it. It's been so long. Fuck me, she begged. She begged, her yoga pants and panties down with one hand while clinging to his cock with the other hand. She knee-walked over his legs with her pants tangled around her ankles. She rubbed her wet pussy along his length, then slid the fat head into the mouth of her pussy. Ben tried to pry her legs up, but she slammed down on his cock, 
burying it in her right down to its base. Her eyes bulged as the head bumped into her cervix. Trish began to bounce on his cock shallowly at first, then with long, fast strokes. She was moaning loudly and squeezing her nipples. She grabbed Ben's hands and pressed them against her breasts. He instinctively squeezed and she threw her head back as she continued to ride his cock as hard as she could. He pinched her nipples hard to shock her back to her senses and let him up, but she just screamed and drove downwards one last time as her orgasm obliterated all rational thought. She squeezed his hands tighter as she collapsed towards his chest. Ben was hard as concrete, but he was nowhere near his own orgasm. Being used as a sex toy really wasn't his thing, and that kept his mind out of the game. He lifted Trish's hips up until he slipped free. He felt her tremble as he laid her down next to him. She had her arm thrown over her eyes as she floated down from her orgasm. He slid to the end of the bed and walked carefully to the bedroom door with his wet cock sticking out of his zipper. He wasn't going to put it away like this. The door was partially open already, and when he opened it, Tina was standing in the hall with a worried look on her face. She looked down at his dripping erection and held up a finger to get him to wait. She rushed off and within seconds was back with a damp face cloth. She cleaned him carefully until she was sure she'd washed all of Trish's juices from him. Tina dabbed a few spots on his fly as well. Then she tried to push his erection back into his zipper, but he was too hard. Ben waved her off and undid his pants. He tucked himself in sideways and closed his pants with a grimace. She nodded and went back downstairs. Ben? Trish said softly. He turned around. I'm sorry, she said with tears in her eyes as she sat on the edge of the bed. It's okay, he said. No, it's not. You didn't come. You weren't interested. You told me to stop and I couldn't. God, I feel so cheap. Her face twisted up into self-loathing. He sat down next to her and put his arm around her. Hey, give yourself a break. You went from an active sex life to celibacy. Naturally, your first step back into the game was a little rushed. It wasn't like I wasn't interested. I just wasn't moving at the same speed as you. Didn't you see how hard you made me? She looked up at his face with a small smile. God, you were so hard, she looked down. You still are, she exclaimed wide-eyed. She reached for it, and he slapped her hand playfully. She pulled her hand back in shock, then grinned at his smile. You've had your fun, he admonished her, still smiling. We still have a lot to talk about concerning your house. Maybe we should take care of that business first. She nodded and made to move off the bed, but he hadn't let go. So, are you okay? he asked gently. She smiled and nodded. And it was good for you, he smiled. She rolled her eyes. It was heavenly. He leaned in and gave her a kiss on the lips, not too quick and not too lingering. Then he released her, and they both left the bedroom and walked to the head of the stairs. He stopped her there and looked her in the eye. When you get downstairs, you may see a difference. Please don't say anything. Tina has a compulsion. She doesn't mean anything by it. Ork. Trisha's eyebrows went up, but she nodded. As Ben expected, 
the living room was tidy, all of the toys had been put away and the clothes were likely in the laundry room hamper. Books were on the shelves and even the furniture was rearranged more efficiently. Trish looked around, stunned. Ben looked at her. Do you think I could hire her to come in once a week? If she can do this in just 30 minutes imaging what she could do in a day, Trish gushed. That's something I'd actually like to speak to you about. I think Tina is going to lose her house. James did some nasty financial sabotage, and it's going to be problematic to get the payments sorted out. I'm sending her back to school, university actually, and she's going to need a place to live. I was wondering if she and Christopher might stay with you and Mason. You see what she can do, so I don't think it will be a hardship. Trish was staring at Ben again. You're sending her school. You're arranging her living arrangements. You tell her to stay put while we did the tour. What exactly is going on here between you two? Ben blushed. That asshole she married left her in a really bad spot. She asked me to help her. This is how I'm doing it. She's fully agreed. Right. She looked at him suspiciously. As her place it without power, could she stay here tonight? Sure. By tomorrow, the house will be spotless, Trish said. They arrived in the kitchen, and Tina froze. She was reorganizing the cupboards, and many items were on the counters. A look of guilt was plastered on her face. It's okay, Tina. Keep going, Trish said with a smile. Tina returned it tenfold. Trish turned to Ben. God, that smile. She's gorgeous when she does that. He just smiled and nodded. Where did she stay last night? She asked quietly. Ben did his best to look nonchalant, but his voice caught my place. Trisha's eyebrows rose. Was anything of yours disturbed by her visit? Ben completely missed the double intendra and pictured how his place looked before and after. No, actually, everything was left exactly where it originally was, I think. Trish gave him a frustrated look. What? he asked. Never mind, she grumped. Let's leave her be and go talk about this house, Ben said and led the way back to the living room. They sat on the couch and Ben brought out the assessment papers Trish gave him. Three of the comparables aren't really comparable and are probably there to boost the implied value of this home. That's noise, so I'm ignoring them, Trish looked a little upset. Hang on, it's not all bad news. The home is in excellent shape, and the services are all adequate for a house this size. I didn't see any structure issues, cracks, water damage, or potential for heat loss, that kind of thing. So I think there shouldn't be any big surprises. In my opinion, the price on the assessment of 1.5 million is a little too high. You can certainly put it on the market at that price and hope someone will pay it. It's up to you. For me, I'd be willing to pay 1.1 million. I'd want to renovate a few features in the home. You have too many small bedrooms upstairs and that really reduces the impact of the master. I'd like to take the smallest bedroom next to the master and expand the master and suite into it and build a walk-in closet. The room will look twice as big if we pull out the existing closets and give that space back to the room. The kitchen will pop with new stone countertops and French doors leading out to your deck and a new wider bay window over the kitchen sink will bring in more light. 
that renovation will have to wait for warmer weather. The basement could definitely use a revitalization. I have ideas for that as well. You should come see what I've done with my place. I did all the work there myself, and it didn't take that long. So, you'll pay me $1.1 million for my home. Renovate it, and then let me rent it out. How much is the rent going to be? Trish asked. How much is your current mortgage payment? He asked. Around $3,400 a month, she said. Geez, that's high, Ben said surprised. That's why I have to leave. On top of the debts John left me with, Trish frowned. I was going to set the rent to $1,200 a month. Is that feasible for you? She nodded. If you brought in an additional renter, maybe you could split that in some percentage. Joanne's daughter needs a room while she's attending university. She probably wouldn't mind living here instead of by herself in her existing house, Ben explained. You're really going to buy Joanne's home too? She asked. Yes, it's a good investment, and when I sell it, I'll definitely make a profit. She looked at him with a worry expression. We will make a written contract indicating that we've agreed that you and Mason will live in the house for a specified number of years at a specified rent. Will this ease your fears about me selling the house out from under you? Would that make you feel more comfortable? He asked. She smiled timidly. Yes. Let's go see my place so you can get an impression of what the final state of the home could look like, Ben suggested. We need to get Christopher's bassinet and Tina's suitcases anyway. Tina walked back into the living room with Christopher in her arms and a happy, satisfied look on her face. Ben and Trish smiled at her. They made their way to Ben's, and Ben told Trish to have a look around while he spoke with Tina. They heard her exclamations down the hall as she saw the master bath and walk-in closet. Ben sat down in the living room with the young woman. Tina, starting tonight, you are going to live with Trish. You know she needs help keeping her place organized. There may also be another tenant if Joanne's daughter, Lily, decides to take a room there. She is a sweet young woman, and I think you two would get along. Tina was looking down again. Ben reached over and lifted her chin with his finger. What are these tears for? He asked calmly, though inside he was dying. I, I was hoping I could live with you, Tina said in a whisper. You know that isn't part of the life plan I'm setting out for you. I've explained that already. I'm not cutting you out of my life, but you will follow my directions if you will follow my directions if you want to remain in it. Is this understood? He said firmly and calmly. Inside, he squirmed in torture. Yes, she said sadly. Ben listened and looked over towards the stairs to the lower level. That's where he'd seen Trish heading. He turned back to Tina. We'll plan another visit this week, all right. Her eyes brightened. Overnight? He realized that she had to feel like she was earning it. If you follow my instructions, yes. The young woman was back to vibrating with excitement. May I kiss you? One more glance to see Trish was nowhere to be seen. Yes. Then she was pressed hard against his body. Her lips crushed against his and her tongue exploring his mouth aggressively. He'd been expecting a kiss on the cheek, so this caught him completely by surprise. 
and he wasn't sure where this was coming from. Then he remembered her standing in the hall outside Trisha's bedroom, watching. He put his hands on her body, and she instantly began to moan and tremble. He slid his hands down and squeezed her cute little ass. She squealed into his mouth loudly, and the noise startled him, so he reached up and gently pushed her back. She clung to him until he growled. She instantly let go and sat back quietly with a smile on her face. The smile froze and her eyes darted up behind Ben. He closed his eyes and sighed as he realized she was probably looking at Trish. He heard footsteps as she walked from the dining room entrance into the living room and sat in a chair opposite him. Do you want to explain what I just witnessed? Trish said. Ben opened his eyes and looked directly into hers. No, he said. No, she asked. No. She looked flustered. Ben, she's half your age. Ben looked at the young woman. Tina, am I your boyfriend? No. Did I tell you I was going to marry you? No, she said wistfully. Did I directly tell you or imply in any way that I wanted sexual favors from you? He asked firmly. No, again, with the wistfulness. Will I keep my promise to pay your way through university? He asked. Yes. Did I tell you that you will meet someone your own age who will make a new, wonderful life with you? Yes, she said sadly. Ben looked Trish right in the eye. While it's none of your business, I'm being polite. Keep in mind that I don't tolerate gossip or small-mindedness. Tina has tremendous potential. I'm going to make sure she doesn't waste it. He looked back at Tina. Now, why did you kiss me like that? Tina's eyes got big, and she looked nervously between Ben and Trish. Brutal honesty, Ben reminded her. I saw you and Trish on her bed, the way she rode you. So hard and fast. It was so hot, I wished it was me riding you, Tina bloated. Ben was watching Trish's face, so he saw her embarrassment bloom across her face. He was glad he was able to remind the woman that she wasn't faultless in the chaos his life was becoming. Trish looked at Tina. Then you two haven't. No, Tina said sadly. He's so big and I'm so small. One day I would like to try though. What he can do with his mouth and hands is incredible. Tina, Ben growled, embarrassed. Remember what I said about being discreet. Sorry, Ben. I shouldn't have pried into your personal life, Trish said contritely. Trish, I understand curiosity. That's fine. What I have a problem with his being judged before the facts are known. And sometimes those facts aren't for public knowledge. He was looking at Tina when he said the last part, and she had the good grace to look sorry. I know it's not easy, but I've always tried to follow the policy of... If you don't know, don't judge. Trish nodded, as did Tina. So we can put all that behind us and move forward, he asked. Yes, the women replied. What did you think of my house? Would you like to see some of these renovations in your place, he asked Trish. I can have a master bath and walk, in like yours, she asked incredulously. No, her face dropped. It would be a little bigger than mine because your house's floor plan is larger, he said. Trish giggled in glee and clapped her hands. I take it that's a yes. You still want to sell your place to me? 
Ben smiled. Yes, she squealed. Tina grinned and clapped her hands too. Christopher started to laugh at all the happy noises.